I'm Nadira Tudor, and this is The Fall of Kabul, a soldier's story. Was it worth it? I think we'll start with the moment that you heard, and I don't know where you were, but I'd like you to describe where you were when you heard that Kabul had fallen. Uh, I was working here when uh, I heard for the first time that uh, Kabul uh, fallen. Uh, and uh, I heard it, uh, I was in the office and I had uh, to uh, attend uh, a meeting and just before the meeting when I was uh, reading uh, news in the morning because we are used to read uh, news in the morning uh, I am working uh, in uh, communication division so uh, we were talking about it uh, since the beginning uh, in the morning when we arrived uh, at uh, the workplace. What was going through your mind mm -hmm. having served there? So the day when I, uh, when I heard about uh, Kabul Fallen, uh, the first idea uh, in my mind was what about the Afghans I left uh, there in, 2000, uh, in 2012? Because I, I served there uh, from uh, November 2011 until uh, May of uh, 2000, uh, 2012. I served there during six months and I worked with uh, Afghans uh, and uh, they, these Afghans were translators. Some of them were journalists, cameramans, working for radio also. And uh, looks like the, the day when I, I left Afghanistan, I had some feeling that I left them behind and telling maybe it's the, the last time in my life I will see them. I, I am back to, uh, to Belgium in a safe uh, country. What about them? And uh, the day I heard that Kabul was fallen, uh, I, I remembered I, I, it was uh, many years after I left Afghanistan, but the day I heard it, it looks like some of them faces was back in my mind and I was uh, wondering uh, how they are, how, how are their uh, family. This is uh, what I was uh, wondering because I didn't, uh, I didn't keep any contact uh, with them since uh, I left Afghanistan for security reasons. Uh, some of them uh, asked me to, to stay in contact with them through uh, Facebook, but uh, I, I didn't because of security and uh, I think uh, it was uh, important to do that because uh, a few years after we had uh, we have uh, we had terrorist uh, attacks in Belgium and also in uh, in France this was did, this had nothing to do with Afghanistan sure but um, about uh, security when you are working as military. If you have a, a Facebook account, it's preferable to put on it, uh, first to limit your contact with uh, some people, 
uh, you really trust uh, in order to avoid any risks and also uh, to avoid any, um, any comments or pictures uh, about uh, your job as military. So this is why I, I didn't keep any contact with them. And when I, I heard about this Afghan collapse, uh, uh, I was wondering what about them. And uh, I will never know what uh, happened uh, to them. I heard only one uh, that he left and he is currently leaving. Uh, it, it was through um, uh, a colleague who worked with me in Afghanistan. He told me that there is one he, he left with his family uh, many months uh, before the collapse and uh, he, he is currently living in uh, Germany. That's all. How does that make you feel? I know you've described um, the reasoning be behind not having contact, but you personally, you obviously had a lot of affection for the people that you were thinking about, mm -hmm. their faces that came into your head. What effect has ha that had on you, the fact that those relationships had to end? It's very difficult to, to, to cut any contact uh, with them after six months because we were very close uh, from each other. We were, were working uh, together. Uh, we, I remember once we faced uh, the danger together because we were inside uh, Kabul airport. I was working uh, at uh, Kabul airport. And I remember that uh, during uh, three or four days, this, uh, this, uh, the airport was attacked by, uh, by uh, Taliban, severely attacked. Uh, so we faced the danger uh, together and it created uh, relationships. It, uh, I would say it reinforced relationships. Um, and uh, also I had good contact with them because uh, they were very loyal to me and I was very loyal to them and when I left I I don't want to say that I was feeling guilty because I had to to leave and to, to go back because my my life and my family is here not in Afghanistan but uh, I f I felt uh, the day of the collapse a little bit shame because I didn't keep any contact uh, with them it isn't a guilty, I, I, di um, I didn't felt guilty, but a little bit uh, shame. Because when I left, I, I hoped that the, the situation will be improved uh, in Afghanistan. But uh, sometimes when I was there and I was uh, watching to, to the situation uh, there, when I was deployed there, I had also uh, sometimes a feeling that this kind of collapse would probably happen because this is, uh, this is what happened uh, in the past uh, in other countries. Uh, for instance, uh, during the Vietnam War. Uh, I remember uh, uh, I, 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 I saw these pictures when, uh, when I was a teenager, but uh, uh, it wasn't... Um, I was a teenager when I, I saw the picture of uh, Saigon uh, evacuation with helicopters, uh, U.S. embassy, etc. 
but I, I saw it when I was a, a teenager, uh, more than 10 years, uh, I think it was more than 10 years uh, after uh, the end of the war. I wasn't affected at this time, but when uh, I heard about uh, Kabul uh, falling and uh, Kabul collapse, uh, it's, it's crazy because these are the first image, they were back in my mind. This were this, the same image as um, uh, people trying to escape from uh, Saigon. History repeating itself. Yeah, history is, uh, is repeating. And uh, yes, it's crazy because uh, you, you don't know, um, you, you, you don't have any idea about these people you worked with. Uh, and you can't, it is too late if you want to get uh, any contact from them and try to know more about what uh, happened to, to them. I hope that uh, they are in a safe place uh, today with their family. And I remember when I was working with them, uh, all of them were working in order to earn money, enough money, because they planned already, uh, when I was working uh, with them in 2012, to leave Afghanistan. Looks like they didn't believe that the situation will be uh, will be improved in Afghanistan. They anticipated it. You obviously found yourselves in <coughs> dangerous situations. Can you describe what your first impressions were when when you went there, and? situations that stood out in your mind? The first time I, I went to Afghanistan. So uh, I went uh, twice. The first time I went, it was in Kandahar. Uh, it was uh, Kandahar Air Base. Uh, I remember it was during summer in July, uh, July 2009. And I only spent uh, there two months. Uh, I remember that uh, when I, uh, I arrived in, uh, in Afghanistan, I was anticipating uh, the fact that uh, something wrong could happen to me uh, because, uh, because it's war, you are there as a military and uh, everything can happen. From the, the moment uh, you take off with uh, the aircraft, uh, the transport aircraft from Belgium and moving uh, to uh, Kandahar until uh, the day uh, you are uh, redeployed and uh, you are back to, to Belgium by airplane. So uh, everything can happen when you are uh, in the airport. For instance, I remember the, the day when uh, we arrived and we are approaching uh, uh, Kandahar airport but with the airplane uh, he was uh, making the pilot was ma was making lots of uh, maneuvers and uh, the I, I knew that the risk was to be hurt uh, with uh, a, a rocket because they were used to attack uh, the airplanes when they are, were on approach on the airport with rockets uh, we, during my first deployment in Kandahar, we had several uh, 
several um, rocket attacks. Uh, we had uh, rocket attacks with rockets uh, falling uh, not very far from the Belgian camp. Uh, and also the other risk was uh, the attacks at the gate because uh, we were afraid that once they will, uh, they will attack the gate, uh, they will uh, seize the opportunity to get into uh, the camp and to, uh, as intruders and to attack uh, the camp. So it was during my first uh, deployment, during two months during summer. My second deployment was longer. It was uh, from uh, November 2011 until May uh, 2012. Uh, and I was in Kabul uh, airport. I remember do, uh, at, it was, I think, two months before my end of duty. Uh, we were attacked during five days. So uh, the Taliban's uh, organized a, a very big attack on Kabul. They uh, attacked uh, the NATO HQ. They attacked uh, the, um, the Afghan police, Afghan, uh, Afghan barracks too, Afghan uh, army barracks. And they attacked uh, Kabul airport. And we had also several uh, intruder, uh, intruder alerts. So even if we had intruder alerts and we, we were ready to react, uh, you feel the fear. But at the same time, at the, at the same time, you feel the, the, the fear, the, you feel the, 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 the fear. You feel also uh, some trust in yourself and trust in your bodies because you are not alone. And uh, also uh, you feel the, the fact that you have been trained. It isn't the same as a civilian. Uh, who hasn't been trained, he has no uh, military experience and uh, because we had some civilian, they, were, they had no weapons with them. Some of them, they had only a gun, but we know that with a gun you can do anything if we are, uh, you, you are attacked. So, uh, yes, it's normal, you, you feel a little, a little bit stressed, but when it was the attack, I, I trust myself and I trust my, uh, my, uh, my buddies and also trust uh, the training, the military training uh, I had. Does that trust stay once you've witnessed losing members of your team? Because that trust, I'm thinking, can't stay the same. Yes, yeah, sure. But when, uh, when there was the attack, the attack wasn't so severe to, to lose uh, bodies. Uh, I remember that what shocked me, and I had the feeling that everything can happen from one day to another, to myself, when uh, was uh, in Kandahar during my first deployment, when we had, when we had uh, regularly and approximately every two or five days uh, ceremonies for the fallen, fallen uh, soldiers from uh, several uh, nations, NATO nations. They were participating for ISAF. And uh, when you are participating to these ceremonies, uh, you have enough time to think that, uh, okay, uh, today 
uh, it's not you, but to tomorrow it could be you. Or uh, also, uh, I I heard about uh, lots of uh, severe injuries among soldiers because uh, because uh, they uh, they are some explosive devices and uh, they were at the wrong time at the wrong place. Uh, it's also uh, when I was deployed in uh, in uh, in Kabul. It was uh, the fact that sometimes I had. Uh, I had to go outside with, uh, with uh, not alone, I was with other uh, soldiers. At this time I, I wasn't OF3, I, wa I wasn't major, I was, uh, I was only lieutenant, not with a, a big military background and I had to go outside and I was the higher rank outside, so I had all the responsibility when we were moving with uh, with our uh, vehicles outside, uh, uh, I had to think about the um, itinerary. I had also to think about uh, what if if something happened, which itinerary we will take. I had also to uh, to keep uh, contact uh, with uh, the base with uh, my radio, and also uh, I had also to to prepare. Uh, so two or three days before uh, going outside, I had to prepare the itinerary and also if something happens, how I am going to communicate with my uh, higher uh, echelon, with the base, in order to have uh, uh, the support of uh, the quick uh, reaction. Um, uh, it, it was the QRF, uh, the quick reaction. <laughs> force, yes, quick reaction force. Uh. For you, Wahi, do you think um, the 20 year plus conflict was worth it? Uh, I would say that I am ambivalent about it. When uh, I am reminding why uh, there was this conflict, I would say that yes, it was worth because it was just after 9-11. So after ju uh, just 9-11, we knew that there was a problem in Afghanistan with uh, Al-Qaeda. And uh, after 9-11 uh, uh, with bin Laden uh, in Al-Qaeda, uh, Al we knew that if the, we, we had are two options, to intervene or to say we don't intervene. I wouldn't say that it would be a good option not to intervene after 9-11 in Afghanistan. I, I have a feeling that it was a good option to intervene and to try to change something there because ISAF, when, when I was working with ISAF, the objective was to try to impose peace in the country and to try to integrate uh, some Taliban's into the government in order to build democracy. And it was a very big challenge in a country where corruption is considered as something normal. And uh, they are not used with democracy. We are, they are used with 
taking the power with force. So uh, we knew that it was a big challenge, but we had the option to try to change the things or not to try. And it's my point of view, it's better to try to change the things. Even if you fail, you have the feeling that you tried finally. And it's better than saying we didn't try anything and 20 years after we see that the, the, the situation was going worse in Afghanistan. Thank you for joining us on the Fall of Kabul, a soldier's story. For more episodes and in-depth exploration, visit us on YouTube and on podcast streaming platforms.